0: What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm Shelley Metling, and I've been sharing my infertility journey openly on YouTube for about a year now. With four losses ourselves and one rainbow baby on the way, I wanted a platform for you babes to share your stories. So girl, sit back, get ready to relate laugh and cry because we are about to get real on the ins and outs of pregnancy loss in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. You guys, we have a really special guest. Her name is Emma Shandy Anway. Hi, Emma. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, we connected on Instagram like I do with most of my guests and Mm -hmm. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to hear a little bit more about your story, which I always feel really weird saying, like, oh, I'm so excited to hear about your miscarriage story. (laughs) (laughs) But really for us girls who have been through it, like having this community is everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you just want to jump right in and start from the beginning of your story, I will just kind of sit back and take it all in.
1: Totally, totally. So My Husband and I have been together, we've been married for almost two years. Um, and I knew I wanted to have kids right away, (laughs) and he was a little bit more like, How about we figure out this marriage thing first? Which, (laughs) um, so we waited just a little over a year past our first wedding anniversary, um, and then we started to try, and I was very naive going into getting pregnant. Um, I I think we all are. Right? Yeah. So like we don't talk about anything pregnancy related. You just kind of see people have a baby and you're like, oh, that looks easy enough. I'm going to do it. Um, So we tried for a couple months and we were lucky. We got pregnant pretty quick Um, and I was ecstatic. Um, I... (laughs) I missed my period, and I went and bought a super cheap pregnancy test, and I literally couldn't wait to get home. I was like on my bike in downtown Seattle, so I parked my bike at the nearest coffee shop and like ran into the bathroom (laughs) there (laughs) and took my pregnancy test in this bathroom in this random coffee shop, Um, and it came back positive. And it was just such—I remember how elated I was when I was riding my bike home. Like it was just the craziest feeling um so when my husband got home I put the pregnancy desk on the table and I just pointed to it (laughs) and he had a very like what I feel like is a classic husband like oh my god oh my god what what (laughs) then he goes I need to go to the library I'm like went and walked to the library and then he came back and was so so excited he was like I just needed to like Figure this out really quick. I was like,
0: "Wait, why do you go to the library to like learn about it, or like, like how did this happen?" Or <laughs> I, like,
1: I just I need to go for a walk. I'm to the library. <laughs> oh, so it was it was very sweet. Uh, we were so so excited, um, and when we found out our baby was the size of a poppy seed, and so we named them Poppy, um, which actually duck, and that's what we decided to name her, actually. That's so cute. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I was so excited, but what I was really, really taken aback by was how physically insane it was. Um, The level of exhaustion that I experienced the first trimester was unlike, not like jet lag, not like grad school, like it's like another universe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been practicing yoga my whole life I'm a yoga teacher and I was I felt so disconnected from my body so I was really struggling um you know again emotionally being so so excited but feeling the sense of like what's going on with my body I feel so disconnected I'm so tired so I was really looking forward to the second trimester um so many people had told me it gets much better and it did. Um, I remember, you know, we were just in November, we were celebrating hitting the second trimester mark and was feeling so happy. Um, I didn't have a lot of anxiety. Losing the pregnancy was barely on my radar. So even in that whole first trimester when I was so, so exhausted all the time, I'd never thought to consider that yeah I lose my baby um and you know my doctors my midwives they didn't say anything about it um which is what it is uh,
0: I think that's so common for everybody in their first pregnancy it's like that that's the last thing you think about
1: you know totally totally yeah so um Things were going great. Um, And then December 3rd, I went in for my 16-week checkup. Um, And it's so crazy. You know, this was the first appointment that I went to without my husband, of course. Um, You know, I was like, this is just a checkup. I'll be in and out. Like, it's fine. Um, And I remember, like, so clearly, like, walking into the hospital. And I was like, oh, I need to buy floss. You know, like, that was on my brain. Like, oh, make sure you buy floss after this. Um, and that memory just sticks out to me still. Um, so yeah, so I went in, um, saw my midwife, and um, they checked everything out. We're like, you look good, let's listen to the heartbeat. Um, and so they got the little listening machine out, and they couldn't find her heartbeat. And I wasn't too worried because I have a retroverted uterus, um, which makes it a little harder to hear the heartbeat. This is how
0: yeah. And da- and dapplers aren't that easy totally. in the first place. So it's like pretty, it's pretty normal to actually like yeah. not hear the heartbeat.
1: Yes, exactly. And so, yeah. So again, I wasn't, nothing about this was worrying me. Um, so then she pulled in like a, a mini ultrasound machine um, and you know, got it up on the screen and I could see Poppy and she was just so big, you know, and I could see her little nose. And, um, and that's when I started to notice that I couldn't hear anything. Um, and the midwife, you know, was quiet and moving it around my uterus and, um, I started just shaking. Um, I wasn't even aware of what was happening, but I, I said to her, I was like, is that my baby? She's like, yeah. And I was like, where's the heartbeat? And she said, well, I'm trying to find it. Um, and at this point I just had like tears streaming down my face because it was going on for so long. Um, so she couldn't find it. And she said, okay, well, before we, before we make a decision or come to a conclusion, let's get a, ultrasound machine person whatever they're called um in here (laughs) um and they had somebody come in and like check the blood flow and she just looked at the machine and then looked at me and goes I'm so sorry um and it it was you know again this this memory to me is so traumatic still because it was kind of like time stop, like I was just staring at all three of them just saying what you know yeah understanding like I could see my baby who was big and developed and they couldn't find her heartbeat um and so I just I I lost it I started sobbing um I told the midwife I was like please call my husband who was at work 30 minutes away and so she called him and had him, you know, he got in the car immediately to come to the hospital. But then they just left me. By myself really? In the hospital room. Yeah, for 40 minutes. Oh my goodness. So, you know, again when you know as I reflect on this, my heart breaks for myself, but also yeah. for other women because that 40 minutes, I mean, I was just crumpled on the hospital bed, just sobbing all alone until my husband got there. Um, yeah, and then we just cried all day. And it, it, you know, the horror continued and just, we couldn't get a surgery for about five days. after. Oh, pregnancy. really? Mm-hmm. And so I had to spend the next five days carrying my baby even though I know she had died. What's uh, that?
0: What's that like, like, emotionally and physically? Like, did yeah. you feel anything different?
1: I, I felt so heartbroken. And I yeah. felt a sense of, I never want to let her go, while mm-hmm. at the same time feeling like, I have to get this out of me right yeah. now. It was this complete, like, warring of feelings of, I'm, I'm going to carry you as long as I can. And I can't believe my baby has died and is still in my body. And I can't believe my body didn't know it. Yeah. The thought that was sticking out to me the most. How is it that my child died three weeks ago and my body kept growing as if she was still alive?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cause did you, I mean, did, was your like belly growing and everything? Like it was just like, everything just seemed so normal. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. So crazy. It's so wild. Um, so that those five days I, I walked a lot miles every single day for some reason that helped me just to walk and move. Um, and I don't know if you, you heard this news, but in the Puget, um there was this orca whale um whose baby died and she carried her baby whale with her on her back for days and days and scientists were just you know saying we've never seen anything like this this is mind-blowing like you know baby whales weigh tons literally um and i i felt (laughs) as silly as it sounds like i i felt like connected with that whale
0: yeah
1: like this grief this grief of being a mom is universal you know like I am I am carrying you to the last second that I can Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna tell you I love you every second that you're still inside me um yeah so um we went into the surgery um i had a dnc an evac Uh, it's called that when the baby is so big um, that it's not just kind of a regular dnc they have to kind of suction out Um, and same thing i I remember sitting in the hospital chair just shaking um, so full of emotion and um, (laughs) this nurse who was on my case it looked like a grandma, right? She's like in her 60s, she's so sweet. She comes over to me and I, I said to her, I was like, who's gonna take care of my baby? Um, because we were gonna have poppy cremated. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and she just starts crying and she said, "I'm gonna hold your baby. I will take care of her." Oh um, And I don't even remember this nurse's name and to this day, like that woman, you know, it just, I felt kind of like an angel moment. Yeah,
0: for sure. I, I mean, th- those sort of people, though, in these moments, like, yeah. that is really powerful. And she probably has no idea what she's done for you. You know what totally, I
1: mean? Totally, totally, Yeah, she, like, that moment of just seeing her humanness, right, of her crying with me, it mm-hmm. just made me go, okay, like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the surgery and it was fine, uh, no complications, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll never forget again, that sense of leaving the hospital without my baby, you know, yeah. the horror of this is not how this is supposed to go. Um, you know, my, for my sure. arms and my womb are, are both empty. Um, and yeah, I mean, it still is surreal in so many ways
0: Mm-hmm. for sure. How did your husband handle it?
1: My husband is the best human. Um, <laughs> he, is, he is very emotional, too. He's very, uh, like, in touch with his feelings, which is a gift. Um, so he was incredibly supportive of me and, and taking care of me, but also allowing himself to grieve. Um, Good. His work was amazing and gave him, like, weeks off of time to just grieve. Um, his boss had experienced a pregnancy loss years ago. And so she was very empathetic. Um, and yeah, Josh, that's my husband. He's really musical and um, he wrote Poppy a song. And so that was oh. like, kind of coping for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. I feel like every, every husband handles it differently. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, you know,
0: all women grieve when they when they lose a pregnancy at least that's maybe not all women but most women but husbands are definitely where it's like yeah it's almost like I don't know if they're just trying to be strong you know what I mean like I
1: don't know what it is but like there's a separation there
0: totally and they're not the ones holding the baby so I'm like I'm always so intrigued as to like how different husbands handle it and cope and that yeah. kind of a thing. Now, you guys did announce
1: that you were pregnant, right? We did. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you wait for the second trimester to do that?
1: We waited until I was about 12 weeks. Okay. So just about, yeah. So when you lost Poppy,
0: like, what was that feeling? Because I remember, like, when I lost I, – I told people really early on, yeah. <laughs> like, with my pregnancy. And I lost all my pregnancies yeah. really early on. But then yeah. there's, like, this whole – it's not just, like, losing your pregnancy, but then it's almost, like, yeah. the process of having to tell everybody, too.
1: God. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: And I know you you came out on social media. Did you do that almost, like, right away?
1: Let's see. I waited almost a week. Okay. Um, we. So I was in such grief and shock that I told Josh, basically, I need you to email our closest people and just say, this is what happened. Emma is going to reach out when she's ready. Like just kind of, I was like, I can't do it yeah. now. Um, you know, obviously we called our parents called best friends, but other than that, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. Um, but um, the social media piece came in when one thing. So I'm a, I'm a grad student currently. So I, I love to learn, obviously, or would not be choosing to spend <laughs> my night studying. Um, but as soon as I lost her, I started reading about pregnancy loss. And I was dumbfounded with the statistics. And also with how little I had known, like I said. And so I chose to share on social media to let people know, but also because I want people to understand that this is a common occurrence. You know, this is not an abnormality. This is a 25% of women carry this grief and it feels really important to know. Um, And you, you know, one, the outpouring of support and love I got was just so gorgeous. It was so healing to see. And two, I was also just shocked by how many women reached out to me that I've known for quite a while who said, me too. Me too, you know, and and you're right, we don't talk about it at all. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. The same, I mean, the same thing happened for me. It was like when I posted about it, and you know, I I too wanted to because I was naive and like literally had, I didn't know anybody who yeah. had gotten through it. And so I wanted to let people know like, Hey, this happens and it sucks. Like it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so beware. Just <laughs> totally. Totally. But then when I got, when I had other people reaching out to me and like the healing that I felt with that of just like yeah. knowing that I wasn't alone. Cause yeah, you can read that you're not alone, you know, yeah. but to actually connect with people who Absolutely. get it is like a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, so I just want to thank you for sharing because I that's a really hard thing to do, especially because it's such a, like a hush hush topic. And it's almost I mean, miscarriage and pregnancy loss. It really is. It's like um. there's a lot of shame behind it.
1: So much shame.
0: And I think that yeah. a lot of that has to do with not talking about it. We start to like blame yeah. ourselves and we don't want other people to put blame on us. And, mm-hmm. you know, but so I just want to thank you for kind of opening up that conversation. Now, I know you're also doing other things to help women yeah. and that is yoga, right? You yeah. you kind yeah. of came up with like a yoga platform around pregnancy loss? I did.
1: Yeah. So like I said, I've you know been doing yoga for years and um when I lost Poppy <laughs> The feeling of dissociation I had in my body was unlike anything I felt before. Um, My best friend said to me, you know, you're having to exist in this body that she couldn't exist in. And I felt like that was such a profound way to say it. You know, like when we lose a baby, we literally carry death in us, right? Right which is such an isolating experience. Um, And you know, like you're saying, it's so shaming. We go through the cycle of what did I do? Like, why couldn't my body do this? My body's supposed to do this, it failed me, like endless, endless negative self-talk. So I spent a month just numbing myself, like not wanting to be touched, not wanting to move, just trying to get through each day. And eventually I rolled out my yoga mat and ironically got into child's pose um, and just cried for like 10 minutes um, because I was stretching my body and, and coming back into my body and allowing myself to feel. And for the next couple of weeks, I just did slow yoga every day simply for the purpose of trying to re-inhabit my body, like trying to to find comfort, trying to be okay with the fact that Poppy wasn't here anymore, but that doesn't mean I have to stop living, right? That means I, I have to actually keep moving forward. I have to live for her. So how do I do that? Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And yoga, it was incredibly helpful. So as I was connecting with more women through social media, um, just through people I was meeting, I was hearing this common narrative of impossible for me to be in my body right now, right? I'm numbing. um, I feel so guilty. And so I decided to design um, just like a four to five week yoga class that is specifically addresses themes that women experience post-pregnancy loss um, and works with them to help them just come back into their body. So again, just integrating the mind-body connection to really help with the grieving process, but then also to help empower us to keep living, right. And to keep finding ways to own ourselves and not just do that, but to celebrate our bodies and to be able to like, you know what, my body rocks. My body was able to make this baby, right. I did carry this baby and to find the positive in the midst of all the darkness too.
0: That is so cool. And think about like, like that's going to be so helpful when it comes to like getting pregnant again and dealing with like the anxieties that come with pregnancy Mm -hmm. after loss as well.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you're
0: taking, I mean, and you're taking something that like literally like you used and you know that it works and Mm -hmm. you're paying that forward to other people. So I just think that
1: that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I was finding that, I mean, I live in Seattle, right? It's a really big city and there's, countless yoga studios, and you only find prenatal yoga or postnatal yoga, right? So true. So pregnancy positive focus that whenever we think about what about, you know, what about the what ifs, there's nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. there's just a lack of resources.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, that is literally like, I think that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Seriously, I've never heard of anybody coming up with a program based off of the women who are oh. dealing with pregnancy loss. And if you think about it, like, that's mentally and physically extremely, like, traumatic and draining. And so right. to reinvigorate both sides of that, you know, the yeah. mindfulness and the physical side of it. Totally. Uh, it's so crucial. Yeah. So
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I hope that it's extremely successful and um, you're doing really great things. So if you if you had any advice for somebody who was in a similar position to you, you know, like a second trimester loss or even just like a pregnancy mm-hmm. loss in general, mm-hmm. and they're trying to push forward, like what would that advice be?
1: Oof. Oh, man, my advice would be and it sounds so simple but it's just to keep breathing yeah Um, it's this grief is is an ocean right there's a reason that metaphor exists and sometimes the waves are going to be tsunamis and sometimes you're going to feel like oh everything is fine again and mm-hmm. through that, it's so important, again, just to make sure you're coming back into your body, right? So you're allowing yourself to take those deep breaths, right? When you're sobbing on the floor, see if you can ground yourself. See if you can count to three as you breathe. Um, and when you're finding those, those positive days, really lean into them, right? Same thing. Bring that mindfulness to like, okay, I am alive. It is okay to celebrate this. Um, it does get better with time. I would also say that um, I'm three months almost out and I definitely have my bad days (laughs) and I definitely think about Poppy all the time, but I'm able to get out of bed and I'm able to see friends and go to work. And, you know, I know that these like things will continue to grow with the time that passes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a simple tip too. And it's something (laughs) that everybody can do and it truly will be helpful just just keep breathing we're still here (laughs) exactly
1: we're still here and be mindful of your breath right yes you're drawing it in yeah
0: yeah awesome well thank you so much for sharing your story if somebody wants to reach out to you or wants to just kind of follow your story since you are public with it or even attend one of your your yoga classes (laughs) if they're in Seattle you you know if they're in
1: the Seattle area where can they find you so, I'm teaching at the Mind Body Sanctuary in Seattle. Um, if you want to contact me, I post pretty publicly on my Instagram, which is emma.s.anway, or you can email me at ejshandy, S H A N D Y, at gmail.com. Um, and I try to respond within 48 hours for sure. Perfect.
0: And yeah. I'll link, I'll link your Instagram in the description of the podcast too. So people can easily find you. Awesome. But yeah. thank you so much, Emma, for sharing your story. You. Just know that it's mm-hmm. gonna do something crazy, beautiful for somebody out there. So thank
1: you so much for having me. I so appreciate it.
0: Yes. We'll talk soon.
1: We'll talk soon. Bye.